You're listening to the Live Happier Longer podcast, episode 48. Welcome to the Live Happier Longer podcast. We're your hosts, Molly Watts and Angela McDade. We are here to help you build the five habits of a happier, longer life and to create your habit mindset starting now. Hey, Angela. Hey, Molly. How are you this fine Sunday? Well, yeah, okay. Dare we see it? (laughs) It's raining. Yeah. Wow. Bummer. Welcome to Oregon in the fall. Yeah, definitely Uh, feeling a little foolish. Right? I know. Which is is good. It is. It is. But when we get that first rain. It's the rain. Yeah, it just is always like, oh, shoot. I don't think it's going to stick around right now. I think we're going to get, I don't think it's really the mm-hmm. where the rain's staying forever. Yeah. That kind of comes at the end of October. Mm-hmm. Then you know you're... But the rain makes Oregon oh, so yeah. green. Right. Okay. <laughs> yes, you're right. Good okay. stuff. <laughs> this week on the show, we've been talking about our uh, five daily habits. We've been diving in and we've, di- we've done uh, daily habit number one, move. Daily habit number two, learn. And this week we are on daily habit number three, share. Yes. And I think first we should probably explain what we mean when we say share. Because mm-hmm. I don't know that it's necessarily, it's probably the hardest one to just in, understand from the word. Yeah. And it's not about sharing as in being generous with right. things. Right. It's being generous with yourself. Yeah. It's it's about sharing your life mm-hmm. with others, really. Mm-hmm. And it's about being engaged, staying connected, and truly working on how you relate to your friends, family, and community. Mm-hmm. So why do we bother including this in our five daily habits? Uh, well, first and I think first and foremost we should say that it's a very significant problem in terms of older adults and that's loneliness and isolation. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, I think even more so than mobility and dementia, the percentages that we talked about there, 34% of people in a poll that was done by the University of Michigan in 2017 on healthy aging found that 34% repeat of adults ages and these were adults ages 50 to 80 I believe Um, yeah and you know you think of an 80 year old right you kind of think well yeah but a 50 year old yeah is that's yeah and quite unsettling yeah yeah so 34 percent reported feeling lonely lonely and 27 percent reported feeling isolated so you know an average of around a third or 30 Mm -hmm, percent Uh, people are dealing with this problem. And definitely it is something that is uh, important as we age. It's important because um, research shows that chronic loneliness can impact older adults' memory, their physical well-being, their mental health, and ultimately their life expectancy, Mm -hmm. which is why it's one of our daily habits because to increase longevity yeah you you have have to live long (laughs) right right you have to live longer yeah so loneliness and isolation the studies have shown that it can be even more harmful than a cigarette habit of 15 cigarettes a day yeah in terms of your morbidity Mm -hmm. so super important and and something also that people I think fear about getting Mm -hmm. older is becoming uh, isolated and lonely 
research has shown that loneliness may have a physical as well as an emotional impact. For example, people who are lonely frequently have elevated systolic blood pressure. And loneliness is a unique uh, risk factor for symptoms of depression. Loneliness and depression have a synergistic adverse effect on well-being in both middle-aged people and older adults as well. Yeah. So I know people who like are younger, like us, in their 40s or 50s. Like, you know, like how I said, like us, in our 40s or 50s? <laughs> it doesn't matter that you're the one that's in your 40s and I'm in my 50s, but whatever. Um, but like us, you know, we, we think it's really not something we need to worry about. Yeah. Right? I mean, we're busy. I have a job. You still yeah, have you've... a kid in school. Mm-hmm. And you're busy going to his... All the school all things. The events, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, you know... We both have friends. Mm-hmm. Well, at least have you. <laughs> we have each other. <laughs> there but, are some more out there. Yeah, Don't exactly. worry. Just a couple. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I would say, and I would say by and large, it's true. We not we don't have to work on this as hard right now. Yeah. Um, just because there's just, there's just, there's just natural. built in, right? There's built into our lives mm-hmm. that this part. But I would suggest that having a plan and being mindful of the habit now mm-hmm especially if you consider yourself like I do, um, I think as you as well, mm-hmm. an introvert, or you suffer from shyness, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to want to start practicing different social interactions because life can change very quickly. And without building the habit of share, you can very quickly become isolated and or lonely. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about this, you know, my sister-in-law, who's just over 50, went through a very traumatic divorce in in the respect that she did not see it coming yeah and it happened very quickly and she actually is someone who does suffer from shyness Mm -hmm. and she has really been remarkable in her just taking the actions going out and doing things you know by herself on her own Mm -hmm. right and I'm just so proud of her because it's not easy for her I know it's not but she understands that it's really vital to, mm-hmm. um, you know, to her, to ultimately to not only living that happier, longer life, but really to her, her life expectancy. Yeah. And and it really pushes you out of your comfort zone. And oh, for sure. it's really important to know that that might happen, Well, but do it anyway. Right. And the thing is, is that, like I said, those life changes as people age, like, I mean, losing a spouse, mm-hmm. whether from divorce or otherwise or yeah. otherwise that is a is a major life event mm-hmm. that again you know nobody wants to think about that wish about it or anything else but it, having a having the notion and the mindfulness ahead of time and really kind of thinking about yeah. a plan well if what mm-hmm. if this happened how would I react and understanding mm-hmm. that holding up and becoming a isolated yeah. is going to be detrimental for you really means you're going to build up you you you, you understand the uh, importance of building that habit mm-hmm. and I know that people in our friend circle there's people that are facing job losses mm-hmm. empty nests they're having to move you know move mm-hmm. away from mm-hmm. family or friends so again cultivating and understanding it's not always easy right in our in midlife to like go yeah I mean who hasn't said, I just, I have enough friends or I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to have to work at yeah, cause I think building a new relationship. Yeah. And I think that, that people forget that, um, 
you know, when you talk about relationships as like dating and all of that kind of stuff, you, people talk about, oh, are they in a relationship? Right. But having a friend is exactly the same. Right. You know, and I remember my kids having um, friends who were not good friends. And you said, you know, if if that was a boyfriend, you would not let a boyfriend treat you like that. Right. So don't let a girlfriend treat right. you like that either. Right. So it's very important that you think about relationships not only as a like a, a partner but as a you know as friends right you know it's relationships are not just between um somebody you would see as a life partner but right. it's everybody right it's, it's and and it takes work to maintain those relationships absolutely and and we're going to have some tips on um on how you do that in a bit too. Mm -hmm. So, because those, you know, it's one thing to stay engaged and then it's another thing to nurture friendships. Mm -hmm. So, um, here are some things that could, as people age, Mm -hmm. uh, impact isolation and loneliness, things that I hadn't really thought about, but I mean, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) we talked about this a little bit. So number one here, we talked about a couple of weeks ago in move, um, and for obvious reasons, a person who experiences incontinence may be hesitant to leave their home and could become mm-hmm. isolated. Isolated. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Because you're afraid you'll get caught off guard. Right. And so, mm-hmm. and you know, and that's it's a it's a problem for women, especially women mm-hmm. that you know that have had multiple children. So yeah, but even like irritable bowel syndrome right, and all, all of these things, things right. that you just you, it's such a big issue that it can prevent you if you don't know where you're going and right. the setup of the place it can make you just go yeah i'd just I'll rather just, I'll just stay home there right mm-hmm. um and again as we age having undiagnosed or untreated hearing problems people may avoid social social situations and because they uh have a difficult time communicating mm-hmm. and they get embarrassed mm-hmm. older adults may be at higher higher risk and we just talked about this for becoming socially isolated during the period after a family member friend or spouse spouse has passed away Mm -hmm. uh family caregivers this is a a a twist on this right Mm -hmm. family caregivers who are helping to care for an elderly loved one and a lot of people in our age set right Mm now are they they call it the sandwich generation where they're caught between taking care of their kids and their older older parents mm -hmm. um they're 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 most focused on the social well-being of the person they're caring for but then that can actually uh, caregiving itself can trigger social isolation yeah because you've got so much going on looking right. after that person that you don't have your own care right. going on right um lack of adequate transportation is a primary cause for social isolation mm-hmm. i'm going to put the link in this in the show notes here because i just learned about this uh from my job recently Mm -hmm. um go go grandparent oh have you heard this no it's like uh well i think that they they actually uh use uber and lyft as the service Mm -hmm. providers but they make the connection so that the grandparent doesn't have to use the uber the app itself itself. they can just call a phone number okay and you set up an account Mm -hmm. and they can just like Uber and Lyft, but they can, mm-hmm. you know, and, and many, many adult, many seniors and many grandparents mm-hmm. use Uber and Lyft just fine. But Google Grandparent is helping make that easier for people mm-hmm. all the way around. Okay. 
And lastly, older adults with a sense of purpose are less likely to succumb to the negative effects of social isolation, providing a sense of purpose like hobbies and interests. Uh, that's something that's in, mm-hmm. inherently social in nature, right? Yeah, and then a quick throwback to the blue zones, all of these older adults who don't have a, a very distinct retire right. at this age, they continue to work and be part of their community throughout their right? older really adult their whole, life. Their whole yeah. lives, really. Mm-hmm. They never stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, and, and I think that that... You know, we've talked about that before on the podcast, the whole idea, the notion that we used to have that we should retire and stop working Mm -hmm. may be wrong for Mm -hmm. us all overall. I mean, surely we want to cut back and and reduce our stress and... It's yeah, and we, we shared the thing about, you know, the third act. Right. You may stop this particular right. job, but then you you fill that space with another very distinct purpose, right. you know? And there's so many great opportunities there. Mm-hmm. Um, and volunteering is one way that you can certainly create that habit, right, mm-hmm. of share. It's mm-hmm. a great way for both the people around you, the community, and also... And for you. Yeah, for you. We've talked about the negative, those were some of the negative impacts of, of loneliness and isolation and some, some ways that you can become isolated and lonely just yeah. by life circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of, on the flip side of that, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of positive benefits to socializing and mm-hmm. to, I mean, human beings are social by nature. Yes. So are very, uh, you know, it, it's really a part of our evolution mm-hmm. and uh, you know, because being a part of the tribe yeah. meant that you survived. Yeah. Right. If you were. <laughs> yeah. The lone wolf did not survive. Did not survive. So, um, and, and there's, but there's some ways that it actually um, benefits uh, your health and uh, not only your good physical and emotional health, and but your cognitive function as well. Mm-hmm. So people who continue to maintain close friendships and find other ways to interact socially live longer <laughs> as we've mentioned, Mm -hmm. than those who become isolated. Relationships and social interactions even help protect against illness by boosting your immune system. Specific health benefits of social interaction in older adults include potentially reduced risk for cardiovascular problems, some cancers, osteoporosis, and rheumatoid arthritis. This is all science stuff that, you Mm -hmm. know, drilled down from different studies. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also potentially at a reduced risk for Alzheimer's disease. And it's actually one of the six pillars of, from the Alzheimer's mm-hmm. organization is uh, staying to connected. To maintain yeah. those relationships, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it lowers blood pressure. And it uh, people that stay active socializing are at a reduced risk for mental health issues such as depression. Yeah. When we talk about loneliness and isolation, uh there are some ways that, it, and it. What's interesting about it is that it's a, a problem that's happening earlier and earlier. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of talk about right now about how, as connected as we are on the internet and social media, it's actually creating a lot of isolation in our young people. Yeah, well, it's it's a physical isolation, right? Which is not good for you, right? And so. Uh, as we age, it doesn't get any easier. Mm -hmm. And there are some practical steps that you can take to fight back against loneliness. 
um, if you're feeling it, Mm -hmm. right? And these came from uh, seven different therapists and an article on Inc.com that I'll also link in our show Mm -hmm. notes. So uh, the very first thing that you can do is practice small talk. And we Mm -hmm. have another, uh, we have a great handout on the Mm -hmm. importance of small talk that we will uh, as well provide in our show notes. Um, And even though in the long run, too much small talk doesn't feel great, uh, you know, and yeah. I mean, if you're if you're mm-hmm. keeping everything at at small talk level, yeah, for people that are feeling lonely, mm-hmm. just getting that, you know, you, you that can, connection is a connection, right? Regardless of how deep it is, it's it's a connection, and if you don't have any connections, that can just be the little speck right. of light, right? And it's and it takes practice, so mm-hmm. you, ta- you you need to practice small talk with cashiers, other people that you encounter throughout your day when you go into your favorite coffee shop, talking to the barista Mm -hmm. and making a simple comment about the weather or the music that's playing, you know, it can decrease the loneliness, not only if the, you know, and and build your social network. Uh, And if you practice this small talk in a variety of different situations, it's easier to start a conversation with people who you actually think you might want to become Mm -hmm. friends with. Yeah. So, and, and we, in that handout that we have, uh, there's some really good practical tips on, on how to do that. How yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, so this might sound counterintuitive, but number two is to get comfortable with your own company. So <laughs> the goal of lonely people is often to escape mm-hmm. their own company and the best foundation though. But, but like I said, counterintuitive is to build a very comfortable relationship with yourself first. Mm-hmm. Right. So you really want to figure out if you're just craving company (laughs) to fill a void. Mm -hmm. Right. Or when you're alone or if you're actually, uh, you know, isolating yourself. Mm -hmm. So uh, you want to learn to enjoy your own company. And some good ways to start would be like meditation, take going to a movie, reading, watching TED Talks or other things that will make you think or starting a gratitude journal. Mm -hmm. Right. So. We've got one of those. Yes. (laughs) Number three is set reasonable expectations. I think this is super important because just like you mentioned, friendships require nurturing. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. in this day and age of instant gratification, Mm -hmm. a lot of times if things don't just happen quickly, we Mm -hmm. we think, oh, they're not meant to happen then, Mm -hmm. which is couldn't be further from the truth. It's been shown with friendships that as long as you're mutually being kind to each other, mm-hmm. um, we become friends with whoever we see most often. Yeah. So proximity and repetition are the key. So if you're, if you continue going to the same places mm-hmm. again and again, if you really follow that kind of routine and you see the same people, mm-hmm. eventually you can build friendships with those yeah. people. And it's little things like, um, people who like if you go to church and stuff like right. I remember we so we would see a family we never actually interacted with them but we saw they had their first baby and then right. they had their second baby you know and it's just right. like you can you can follow people's lives and then you you've made these connections and then you start asking about what's happened in their life what right. their kids are doing and you know so it's by continually going to a place Right, it's that repetition. You start to, yeah, you start to make these connections. For some of us, it's just going to an elementary school. Yeah. Days in, days mm-hmm. out, years in, years yeah. out, and suddenly, all of a sudden, you're friends. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Along the same line is get to know your loneliness. So you can't really solve your loneliness unless you first figure out why you're lonely. 
you could be lonely just because your relationships that you currently have lack the depth or meaning that mm-hmm. you that you want or you feel like people including your friends don't really know you mm-hmm. and it might be uh make sense for you to examine what's in the way of you building that intimacy mm-hmm. right so sometimes while it may sound contradictory some of loneliness and isolation does require you to reflect mm-hmm. on you and mm-hmm. your own, you know, what you're giving to those relationships. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think this one, I love this step in it's number five is reconnect with family. If you're feeling lonely, your first impulse might be to go out and meet new people. Mm-hmm. But if you first go back and go to your family and consider how they're, you know, how your extended family, you know, your immediate family, the relationships you have there, simple things like writing a letter, setting up a weekly phone call with a sibling, Mm -hmm. those small things and can have a real impact on your overall mood. Yeah. And they're built in, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) you know, they're your family. Yeah. And so, and some people have bigger families than others. So you have more resources. Right. (laughs) But it's, uh, you know, it's a natural, instead of just, I guess the, the, the advice is that don't always be looking. Yeah, work with what you have. Right? So mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, just starting in your own, there there may be benefit to uh, improving the relationship you have right in your own home or right in your own family circle. Mm-hmm. So this whole idea that maintaining good friendships takes effort is, of course, important, but mm-hmm. it's also important to understand that it's very worthwhile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the enjoyment and comfort that friendships can provide and the physical benefits, the life longevity benefits. That it is you can, huge. Right. Yeah. And so it's very important to make the effort. People often ask what's a healthy number of friends. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we've, we were talking about it. We, we think we remember hearing a Ted talk at one point in time that yeah. five was kind of a magic number. Yeah. I'm not sure that there is a specific number, but mm-hmm. I think the, I think it's the, it's the number, it's the quality. We have right. many acquaintances, right? But somebody who you can truly call a friend is that that's a different relationship, right? So it's quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really. And so, um, it's good to to cultivate a diverse network of friends and acquaintances, but you want to have a truly a few mm-hmm. truly close friends that you know that you can count on through thick and thin. Yeah, I think people often say, you know, I can count my good friends on mm-hmm. one hand. Yeah, right? and that's really the way it should be. Like yeah. the people that you know, you you. If something happened that right now you need to call somebody right. up, that it's nice to have that handful of friends that you can go that's that's my go-to right they're Mm -hmm. my they're my people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we've talked about just how you might develop that friendship with people Mm -hmm. and and mentioned that it's harder in certain circumstances like people get dropped you know get have to move Mm -hmm. and reestablish a whole Mm new i know about that yes you do Mm -hmm. right and so um and and of course, when you move, it doesn't mean that you're just, especially in this day and age, right? You can keep up with those friendships long mm-hmm. distance. Yeah. Certainly, um, all of the technology that we have makes that easier. So much easier. But that does not mean that you shouldn't have new friendships and that you shouldn't nurture friendships in mm-hmm. your new place. Because yeah. that's, that's you know, having your go-tos right there if something mm-hmm. happens. You know, if you, if you needed something, you're 
you know, yeah, your mom and dad or your sisters is going, yeah. right? They're not going to be there to be able mm-hmm. to help you. So what are some new ways to, that you can actually go out and meet people beyond just showing up in the same place all the time? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that obviously we've talked about that repetition and going to the same spot repeatedly is going to help. But you might find potential friends among people with whom you have worked or taken classes. Maybe um, you enjoy chatting with at social gathering somebody Mm -hmm. else's party Mm -hmm. potentially or someone that you um, share family ties with yeah if there's anyone that stands out in your memory as someone you'd like to know better then reach out Mm -hmm. Uh, ask mutual friends or acquaintances to share the person's contact information or even better to reintroduce you via text Mm -hmm. um, and extend an invitation to coffee or lunch yeah you know I think people get nervous about this because they don't, they fear rejection. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's kind of scary to go say, Hey, do you want to go for coffee? But honestly, I mean, I, in my world, like if someone made that effort and reached mm-hmm. out, I mean, would you, you know, you, of course. And it's back to like, if, if you go for coffee and it's not a nice natural thing, then you just don't do it again. Right. You know, but if it is, then you may be, it may be the start of a, if a, a really good relationship right and and that's one of those things persistence matters right Mm -hmm. you you take the initiative rather than waiting for the invitations to come your way Mm -hmm. and and that i know that goes along for people that are in in a dating situation too Mm -hmm. right it's like you want to meet somebody but you don't want to go on all the blind dates Mm -hmm. well you know (laughs) same thing you want friends you You, gotta go go find them yeah and and you may suggest plans a few times before you can tell mm-hmm. if if it's if something it's you fit. want to nurture. Right. Yeah. Right. So here are some additional ways. Attend community events. So look for groups, clubs that gather around an interest or a hobby that you share. Mm-hmm. I think I've mentioned, uh, I know I think we've mentioned in the show before, meetups. Yes. Is a yeah. great, is a great place. Mm-hmm. And, and it's actually in our, in our, one of our uh, pieces. Mm-hmm. And it's just a great place you can find meetups for for anything yeah i just i looked at it just the other day and i saw one and it was for speaking french right and it was people of all levels so if you show it show up and you can say hello my name is Uh in french there you go right (laughs) you've got it and you're going to speak with other people who can speak french and there you're or you're wanting to learn more about, yeah. you know what I mean? It's all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, community bulletin boards in newspapers, they'll have, mm-hmm. you know, group meetings and things mm-hmm. like that. So that's great places to look. Um, volunteer. We've mentioned it a few times. Yeah. that That's truly how we became friends. And it was through... Yeah. Volunteering in the classroom. Volunteering yeah. a lot <laughs> at the elementary school. Yes. But offer your time or talent at a hospital, a place of worship, a museum, a community center, a school charitable group um the thing is is that if you've got a especially like if you've got a passion for a certain charity Mm -hmm. you know um say like the audubon society something where people are really if you if you feel very passionate about saving animal species Mm -hmm. and you go volunteer for the audubon society yeah they're gonna meet other people (laughs) and you've got something in common immediately right instantly right Mm -hmm. you've got that shared interest extend and accept invitations Mm -hmm. so we just talked about that about not sitting around waiting Mm -hmm. for the invitations but actually being the one that invites Mm -hmm. but for goodness sakes if you get the invite (laughs) go right yeah 
and we've mentioned it before, it gets difficult, it gets challenging. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just don't. It just, you just can't be bothered. Right. It's a habit. Mm-hmm. And it becomes a really easy habit to say no too often. Mm-hmm. And then and then suddenly the invitations stop coming too. Yeah. So take up a new interest. You know, we've <laughs> there are so many things, again, at the community college level, um, in groups, meetups. Mm-hmm. You know, don't limit yourself to what you've done in the past. Think ahead and say, hmm, what could I, you know, Mm -hmm. what might be interesting? Just like you said, Mm -hmm. like there might be a whole meetup for people that are going around doing coffee tastings. Yeah. Right? And then the thing with meetup, you can actually start a coffee tasting group. If there's something that you think "Mm, that would be kind of fun. But it would be even more fun to have other people who are interested in it. You can start a meetup. Right. Meet, I, I just think meetup is super cool. It, it is super cool. Nice. I guess coffee tasting, we were talking about that when we were talking about learn, weren't we? But you, it was, mm-hmm. but the same thing applies. Yeah. It's a new hobby or new yeah. habit. Yeah. Join a faith community for, you know, for a lot of people that uh, they go to, especially when you're going to a new community. Mm-hmm. Uh, joining a church or a religious or faith community is yeah. going to be because that's a that's a ready made community right. built and in you can community within a community. Yeah. And lastly, we talked about this when we talked about our talk with Nanette Mutry and the Scotland Walking Initiative. Mm-hmm. Is just go out and take a walk. Yeah, that's one of the reasons. Like blue zones, the it's a part of the blue zones. Uh, when, lifestyle when, right mm-hmm. and when a blue zones community when a community gets to be blue zone certified mm-hmm. it's because of their ability to walk around yeah and uh you know grab your kids grab your pet and and while you're out taking a walk chat with neighbors mm-hmm. strike up a conversation head to a park i know and that small talk right thing like if you're walking past your neighbor who's working in their garden you can comment and talk right. about their garden you can find ways you just have to take the step and right. take the initiative to start conversations. Right. And it's important above all to stay positive. You're not going to become friends with everyone you meet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but maintaining a friendly attitude and demeanor can help you improve the relationships in your life that you have now. And it will sow the seeds of friendship with new acquaintances. Mm-hmm. So to nurture friendships, this is pretty simple, right? I mean, it sounds like, I don't even know. I, I like, Sometimes some of this stuff is is real common sense. Mm-hmm. True. Yes. We always say that it's not like mm-hmm. it's not rocket science, but yeah, the common sense part of it, but still being reminded. Yeah, you sometimes just have to say it out loud. Yeah. So this is uh, to nurture your friendships. Uh, be kind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and you know, it's funny because I have in my in my house, I have a uh, sign in my family room that says, "Be nice or go away." <laughs> <laughs> And while we were definitely taught it as children, mm-hmm. being reminded of it um, and and understanding that each friendship you have is an emotional bank account, mm-hmm. that every act of kindness and expression of gratitude that you deposit into that account is a positive, mm-hmm. you know, goes into the the deposit line and every act of criticism or negativity goes into the withdrawal line Mm -hmm. and you know it's it's important to nurture yeah that in your friendships Mm -hmm. and you want to be a deposit person right be a depositor yeah (laughs) um listen 
gosh, people, I, I mean, I think it's uh, highly underrated, uh, the skill of listening. Mm-hmm. Um, let the other person know that you're paying close attention through eye contact, uh, make comments. When friends mm-hmm. share details of hard times, be empathetic. Uh, don't give advice unless somebody asks for it. Yeah. Somebody just One. sometimes just need to offload mm-hmm. and having somebody to listen is is all you need. Right. This is something that uh, we talked about just a little bit earlier is opening up, um, really looking at yourself and building in- intimacy with your friends by opening yourself up, opening up about yourself, billi- being willing to disclose personal experiences and concerns shows that your friends hold a special place in your life and it deepens your connection. Mm-hmm. And well, again, that's that's generally a much smaller group. Sure. Yeah. People. <laughs> well, we hope it is. <laughs> <laughs> you do get people who share a lot about their life and you're like, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but other people have a real hard time being vulnerable and they don't want to, they want to pretend mm-hmm. like everything in their lives is just always yeah, on the picture perfect mm-hmm. right and you really can't develop uh true intimate mm-hmm. friendships without yeah. being vulnerable yourself mm-hmm. show that you can be trusted <laughs> this goes along with that right mm-hmm. when somebody shares some important information with you yeah keep it private yeah um when you when you make engagements with somebody or you you know you say you're going to meet mm-hmm. then show up mm-hmm do the things, you know, do what you would hope that, you know, it, it's golden rule, but yeah, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, right? Yeah. And you don't want your stuff spread around. You don't want, you yeah. know, if I... I... I love the little phrase, um, if, if something's going on in somebody's life and they share it with you and then someone else asks you what is going on. Right. Like, that's not my story to tell. That's right. their story right. to tell. And if, if they want to share that with you, then that's for right. them. So It's just not mine. Mm-hmm. Right. Make yourself available. So being a cl- building a close friendship takes time and it takes togetherness, mm-hmm. right? So if you want to see new friends regularly and check in with them between times that you don't see each other. Mm-hmm. And it may feel awkward the first few times that you talk on the phone or get together Mm -hmm. but again being persistent that's going to pass um i love this because i think this really just leads into uh the whole idea that share is an actionable habit Mm -hmm. and that it's a mindful decision Mm -hmm. um manage your nerves with mindfulness so you know, it's easy <laughs> to start getting really imagining all the worst case scenarios in your head so much mm-hmm. so that you, you don't, you know, you, you, mm-hmm. you stay home, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you want to use the mindfulness to rework that brain. And instead of imagining the worst, you know, pay, pay attention and uh, realize that most of the time those worst case scenarios don't actually manifest. No, they don't happen. Mm-hmm. And so it's the fear, right, that that takes you out of engaging in social activity mm-hmm. in the first place. Um, when you do have an embarrassing situation, remind yourself that it's it's just a feeling. It's going to mm-hmm. pass. And yeah, it'll give you something to talk about later. Right. 
and you can handle anything. You can mm-hmm. feel anything. You are capable mm-hmm. of handling any emotion that comes your way. So, uh, like I said, just like our habits of move, our habits of learn, give, let go, share is a requires a mindful decision and a plan and an action, and most importantly, it requires actually doing mm-hmm. the action. So, as with any habit, you should always look for ways to make it easier, make it obvious, just as in James Clear's four mm-hmm. laws, make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, and make it satisfying. And I think that really, we talked about the planner a little earlier, our mm-hmm. Five for Life planner, in terms of being a gratitude journal. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of the places it really excels in terms of creating the habit of social interaction and, and yeah. engaging because writing these things down and the times and the places, the appointments mm-hmm. is a, it keeps it easy. Yeah. Uh, but it also, we encourage people to write about the social activities in our gratitude spot, mm-hmm. which makes it more satisfying. But, and it also creates kind of this history, ongoing history yeah. right, of mm-hmm. the relationship. So I think we'll also link uh, our cheat sheet, which I think kind of mm-hmm. shows that really well of yeah. the planner. Uh, but it's just a, a nice visual way of reinforcing the habit and also making a reminding yourself, like, you know, we talked about it with uh, move, like being able to look back and see the progress you've made. Yeah. You could do the same exact thing. Yeah. With, you look with a, a new person. Yeah. Right. Met a new person. Chatted today, right? Went for a walk with them, and right. you can you can follow that trail, right? And how fun would it be in a year to think about you know mm-hmm. when you've really developed a really close yeah. friendship, and maybe you're taking a trip together, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to look back on when you first met, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, um, and and as with anything, uh, writing something down just helps secure the habit in the yeah. first place, mm-hmm. makes it more ma- makes it more tangible, more real. So. Daily habit number three, share, uh, is all about maintaining those connections, creating and staying engaged with your family, your friends, and your community. Mm-hmm. We say it's an actionable habit proven by science to not only increase longevity, but improve the overall quality of your life. And obviously, you know, I think it's going to make people, you're going to feel better now too, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And we keep saying, if you feel better now... And it has a long-term effect. Why would you not? Right. Why would you not? Mm -hmm. So that, I think, wraps it up for us today, this week. And we look forward to having you come back next week when we will be talking about daily habit number four, give. Mm -hmm. Uh, We love this one, gratitude. Mm -hmm. There's so much great science behind. Oh, it's crazy. Right? (laughs) So much great science about why um, gratitude and, and some easy things that you can do to help yourself build the habit of expressing gratitude. Yep. So we will see you all next week. See you then. Thanks for listening to the Live Happier Longer podcast. Now it's time to move, learn, share, give, and let go. Five daily habits to make the rest of your life the best of your life. See you next week. We're so happy to have you here and hope you're enjoying our podcast. If you haven't done it already, we hope you'll hit the subscribe button. And if you can even take a minute and leave us a review, that would be fantastic. Plus, we would love for you to follow us on all of our social media, where you can find us at The Habit Mindset on Facebook, 
Instagram, Twitter, or Pinterest. And one more thing before you go, if you would like a free copy of the Habit Mindset poster, just send us a quick note to info at fiveforlife.co. That's info at fiveforlife.co. Put the subject line free poster and you'll get yours today. See you next week.